Thank you so much for joining us today. God wants to use people like you to help build his kingdom. And one of the greatest ways to do that is to serve in the local church. If you want to get involved with College Park Church, visit collegeparkchurch.org and click on Get Involved. Also, if you'd like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting collegeparkchurch.org to choose the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, College Park Church. Such a great day to be in the house of the Lord. I'm glad you were able to just get here through all the heat and through all the sunshine this morning that you had to face. My goodness, only in South Carolina where you can get snow on one Friday, 71 degrees on a Monday, and get snow the next Friday. Come on, somebody. South Carolina has the most bipolar weather in all America. Ain't that right? Before we start, can you just look to your neighbor and say you look good? Can you look to your other neighbor that wasn't good enough to be first pick and say you look all right? You look all right? You look all right. Look at all these smiling faces, man. Come on. Can we come to God's house and have a good time? Is that all right? Is that all right? Um, in fact, um, we're going to call an audible. Um, we're going to call an audible. Uh, Scott Wilson, would you come up here? Um, is your wife, is Sonia here or is she in the back serving somewhere? Sonia, would you come up here? Can you welcome some of our, some of our young adult leaders? <laughs> Scott, if you would stand right here. And Sonia, if you would stand right there. We're going to have a woman against men competition. Oh, where are all the ladies at? All the ladies. That's not truly a competition. <laughs> All righty then. Where are all the men at? Where are all the men at? Mr. Ken, would you come? So this is the competition. We're going to have a race to see who is the quickest. And so if you would hold this cup, um, and on the count of three, um, you're going to run around and see who can make it to the stage first. And here is this cup, but your goal is not to spill anything out of your cup. All right? Are y'all ready, church? Are the girls going to win? Are the men going to win? On your mark, get set, go. Come on, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Don't spill. Don't spill. Don't spill it. My goodness, his walk is slow. His walk is slow. Oh! That was was a no-brainer. The girls were going to win, right? Can y'all give it up for Scott Wilson? He tried his best. He tried his best. See, here's the thing. Sonia made it first. Sonia made it first. Why? Because she had nothing to protect. Scott wasn't trying to make it first. He was trying to protect what he had and not lose anything that was filled in. That's why when it comes to your walk with the Lord, most people, if you're not careful, you're like, man, they're having a fun time. Yeah, because they're not filled with him. So they can go anywhere, do anything, and do it at any time. Why? Because their cup is empty. But if your cup's filled, you don't care about the race. You care about protecting what God has placed in your life. Does anybody have anything worth protecting? Does anybody have anything valuable in their life? Does anybody have anything worth holding closely and not allowing anybody to come spill what God has filled in your life? Can you give them a round of applause for a good job? You see, we have Christians today who are looking at the world thinking they're having a lot of fun. 
They're not having a lot of fun. They're so empty. They're empty. We have all, you know, it, it blows my mind, single people who love God, filled with God's spirit, who see people who don't love God getting married real quick. They're like, oh, look at that marriage. Oh, look at that wedding. Look at those photos. Look at the, look at those, look at how they planned everything. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because what you don't realize is even though they're focused on a wedding, they haven't put any investment in their marriage. And why do you think so many marriages in America today end up in divorce? Because they care more about a picture than they care about the filter of what is being poured into their life. They allow just anyone to come in. They allow just anyone to sleep with them. They allow just anyone to pour in their life. You are a chosen generation. You are a holy vessel. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can't just allow any man to come in, you woman. No, you are a valuable chosen vessel of God. Someone said, I'm chosen. God chose you. Do you realize, like, God could do whatever he wants, but he chose to use men and use women in order to carry his presence. He could have spoke on the cross when Jesus was dying on the cross. He could have spoke and 10,000 angels came down and annihilated the entire Roman Empire, but he didn't because he chose a person to live and honor and cherish his presence on earth. You see, God chose to be a father. Jesus chose to be a Jewish man. And if you're not careful, you'll, you, will, you will consume or you will summarize the Holy Spirit to be a wind, and he's not a wind. He would, you would think he's a fire. He is not a fire. He is not a feeling. He is a person. And if you're not careful, you'll treat the Holy Spirit like the shoes in your closet. Which one am I going to wear today? Which one am I going to put on? Which one looks good for this moment? No, he is not a shoe. He is not just clothes. He is a person that he wants to be fellowshiped with. The Bible says, and to know God and the fellowship of Holy Spirit. He wants that word fellowship in the Bible in 1 Corinthians means partnership of marriage. Someone shout marriage. He Holy Spirit doesn't want you just to be a friend, just like all your other friends. No, he wants you and him to have such a friendship, a relationship that ends with marriage in mind. The problem with us is we sing God as a friend. Yes, he starts out like a friend. He wants to have a relationship, but he wants to go from a relationship to intimacy with him. Because it's only in intimacy where things are produced. Are you listening? Now, in the world, they sleep with anybody and produce whatever. But in the kingdom of God, the only way you produce is in a marriage. And so it starts off as a religion where you, you learn these things and you learn things you need to do, what you're not supposed to do. But then it turns into salvation, which is a relationship. But God wants that relationship to go further where you're just not in a relationship, but you're intimate. And last time I checked, intimacy only happens behind closed doors. And so when it comes to the life of a how many believers do we have in the house? Make some noise. All right. That was a setup. How many of you have been intimate with just him? With just him? You see, because what's ever in you will spill out of you. And that's why most people spill out anger. Most people spill out frustration 
That's why most people don't spill out Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, self-control. Come on. Self-control. Everybody can get us some of that fruit. Eat, get some of that kind of nourishment in this house. Someone shout amen. amen. But most people, instead of producing that kind of fruit, see, here's the thing about, here's the thing about fruit. You don't go to Planet Fitness to produce fruit. You put a seed, you put it in the ground, you throw water, and, and it takes time. Someone shout time. time. It takes a lot of time for that tree to produce the fruit. You don't see any tree in Planet Fitness going, oh, there goes an apple. Oh, there goes an orange, six packs of oranges right there. <laughs> Never happened. But a tree is planted by, the Bible says, living water. And if a tree is planted there by any kind of amount of time, sooner or later, by default, it will produce fruit. Scripture says that we are the vine, or he is the vine, and we are the branch. What kind of ab workout does a branch do in order to produce some kind of results in it? Its growth comes by default if it stays connected. It will grow by default if it stays connected. The reason why most people aren't producing peace, why most people aren't producing self-control, the reason why people aren't producing patience is because they are, literally are not filled with the Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit don't have you. Wow. Wow. There's a big difference in knowing the book. It's another thing in having a relationship with the author. Most people know the Bible, but they don't have a relationship with the author of the Bible. And because of that, there is this disconnect of fruit being produced in their life. And what ends up happening in the church today, God is looking for a generation that will build a relationship with him. But number one, in order to build a relationship with him, you have to know him. And how do you know him? You have to talk with the Holy Spirit. Someone shout, talk to him. Number two, you got to focus on him. And number three, you got to continually walk with the Holy Spirit. Don't get mad at the people. Man, we're calling a straight audible this morning. The Holy Spirit is so thick in this place right now and is wanting us to learn and to be transformed, to be more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will know his perfect, pleasing will over your life. Amen? Amen. And so are you ready to know God's will for your life today? I said, are you ready to know God's will for your life today? Amen. All right, if you would open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. This is what God's word says. Now, this, I gave it to them in the back, and you will have that if you don't have your Bibles with you. It'll be on the big Bible on the back of me, on the big screen. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Chris, can you throw it up when you get a chance? Here we go. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man came from birth. A man from birth was carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going in to the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, bless you, he asked them for some money. So, someone shout, give me some money. If Gavin was here, he would say, give me five bucks. 
Peter and John. I know, right? Did he ask you this morning? I'm just asking. Last night? Oh, that's my son. Spirit of entrepreneurship. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them. Someone shout, focus on them. The lame man focused on them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and get up and then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. How many of you need some strength from the Lord this morning? The Bible says he jumped up, stood up on his feet and began to walk. Someone shout, keep walking. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with him. Notice, he wasn't in the temple to praise God. He was praising God entering the temple by himself. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. For the sake of time, if you were to read on to Acts chapter 3, 5,000 people gave their life to the Lord in this one moment. Because of the signed wonder and miracle that happened in one man. You see, the one of the things that we got to realize when it comes to signs, wonders, and miracles, most people are more in love with signs, wonders, and miracles than they are with him. We know that to be true because we see this in Scripture. 5,000 people gave their life to the Lord, not to a miracle. But it was the miracle that showed the Lord. Signs, wonders, and miracles don't get you saved. Signs, wonders, and miracles lead you to the one who can save. This is important because if, we, if we're not careful, we get caught up on the prophetic, we get caught up on the gifts of God, that we love the gifts more than we love the giver of them. Amen. And what ends up happening is the thing about gifts, they're not consistent. Just like Christmas happens once a year. Just like Acts 2, Pentecost only happened that one time. And if you're not careful, you'll develop a terrible, wrong, dysfunctional relationship after the gifts instead of after God. Um, can you hear me the Apple, babe? Uh, this right here is an Apple Watch. Someone shout Apple Watch. Apple Watch. This right here is Apple Fruit. This was a gift that I gave my wife. This is a fruit that can nourish your life. If taken the wrong way, it can hurt you. Try to tell time with this, you're going to be left standing, you know? Try to eat this, break a tooth. You better watch out. We love gifts. We neglect the fruit. Most people love the Apple Watch. Most people don't have Apple fruit. And we rather wear this, and this is good to showcase, but this is what will give you nourishment if you eat of this. Fruits of the Spirit versus gifts of the Spirit. Gifts are to showcase God. Fruits of the Spirit are to feed you God's power, God's will for your life. 
here's the problem. When we take and try to eat a gift, you look at a girl. We're all the single men in this house. You see a girl, you're like, mm, man, she's hot. Look at her. Look at her moving. Woo! The problem is you marry the gift, don't realize that you got to live all the time with her character. And her character is what's going to feed you while her gift shows all sorts of things that you like from her. Women, be careful. Most men are after your gift. They're not after your character or your fruit. You can sleep with a person, but you got to live with their personality 24-7. And all the married people said, amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, he was beautiful. Yeah, he had a six-pack, but now he got a keg. 10 years present. I hope you married something that can feed you and nourish you. Because if not, you'll get so caught up. Why can't you update the current you? Someone shall update. See, I can't, I hate, I hate, I hate updates. I live out in Marietta and the internet is slow as molasses up there, y'all. I got to come to my office to update all my Apple laptops all my iMacs, all that kind of stuff in order for all my stuff to work. I have been at the Apple store for the last three weeks for four hours each session in order to get my calendar straight with my secretary. And ain't nothing happened. You know what, you know what they said the issue was? You got to update your laptop. I don't even use my laptop. I use my iPhone. But you got to sync all the things that you use in your life to produce And why are a lot of our lives lacking the ability to produce? Because we haven't updated. Someone shall update. Okay. It's one thing to update the gift, but how many of you are focusing on growing fruit? That's good, man. You picked a good apple, babe. Thank you. Can you, also, can you just give my wife a round of applause for a job well done? Facts about fruit. They, they take a long time. Someone shot long time. Long time. I'm so glad you didn't give me a green apple. You know why? Because some of them are sour. Fruit, when they grow in the beginning, are sour. But if you're patient, over time, they'll become sweet and can nourish your life. A lot, of, a lot of you don't allow the process of God, the time of God to take place in order him to mature you in order for him to grow you to be nourishment to the people around your life. So what ends up happening is you ask God for a good thing in the wrong time, and it becomes a curse. How do you know that? You look at the gift, you mirror the gift. The problem was you didn't investigate the character or the fruit of the person that you're about to spend your life with. And what ends up happening over time, this is what people say all the time, I'm fed up with them. You ever heard someone say, I'm fed up with you. Why do people get fed up? Because they will either be fed up by you or they will be fed by you. One of the two things. You can't get the two twisted. You, can't, you can only have one. You can't have both in, the, in this process. My, life, my wife is not attracted by my gift. My wife is attracted by my fruit. Amen. 
Now, I know, I know, someone shot. He knows. I know that my wife's like, man, look at the anointing shining off that bald-headed Asian man. Woo! Glory to God, he's fine. Can't wait to lay hands on him tonight and preach, speak in tongues. I'm just kidding. We're going to have fun this morning, all right? That's not what moves her, even though I wish in my dreams it did, you know? You know what moves my wife? When I spend time with her. You know what moves my wife? When I spend time to get to know her. You know what, I, you know what my wife loves? She don't, I'll tell you what, she, she don't love me telling her every one of my messages that I'm about to preach to you when it comes to my gift. You know what she'd rather have? Me spend two hours watching Chicago Fire and Chicago PD on the TV screen. That's what she wants. She just wants my presence. I wish, I wish she loved my guns and my good looks and my preaching charm, but no, she doesn't care for any of that. Why? Because a watch can't feed you, but apple fruit can. And I wonder today, what are you building in your life? What are you presenting out of your life? What are you showing or feeding out of your life when it comes to your community and all the people around you? Do you care more about gifts or do you care about feeding them something that can nourish them when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit, when it comes to God's presence? You see, there was this guy, he, he, was, at, he was at church. He was at church, but not in church. And the Bible says that he was lame. Someone shot lame. There are some things that the Bible shows in regards to his lame season. One, He's not praying. Two, he's not praising. But the moment he encounters God and the power of God, the moment he was filled with something, he went from being quiet to praising. He went from just laying to standing and dancing. And because of that, 5,000 people got saved. You know you're a lame Christian when you're not praising. You know you're a lame Christian coming to church, sitting in a seat because you reject praise. You see people look at David Pizarro on stage, you're like, man, that's, a, that's, a, that's an amazing Mexican. He can. That's why he's a Mexican, you know? <laughs> they look at Pastor Chad and like, man, he can sing. Look at his GQ hair. He's doing it. But you don't know the seeds that they've been sowing. You don't know that this man went through the process of mentorship and read his Bible for six months straight. Um, e- read the New Testament in 30 days for six months. Six times he went to the New Testament with me and other men. People don't know about Pastor Chad. And they, they're not going to brag about this, but I'll brag about them. That this guy will pray one hour when he gets to this church and spend time with God because it's, more, it's less about producing and more about his presence. Being a carrier. God, we want to be with you more than we want to be with people. Because without you, there is no nourishment. Oh, you're fine with the babies. We love life. That just, that just shows there's life in the church. Amen? Amen. Can y'all just give it up for this amazing family and the baby? We love, we love babies. We love babies. It's all good. Don't feel guilty, man. It's all good. And so when it comes to the body of Christ, we got to get an update in our life. Update from, we are more, more importantly, not just an update, but an upgrade from focusing on the gift and now focusing on the, focusing on the, focusing on the, 
And I wonder today, what are you focusing on? Well, this lame man for so long, what did he focus on? He was focusing on his lack of money. He was focusing on his lack of transportation. He couldn't get from place to place. And so he put the responsibility of other people to get him from point A to point B when it came to getting to the local church, to his final destination. But what most people don't realize, church isn't the final destination. It's supposed to be a healing station. And if you're not careful, you'll come to church as the final destination for your truth, final destination for prayer, final destination for a prophetic word, not realizing that there are legs that God has given you from birth, but you got to practice walking in order for you to be able to utilize it out there. Thank you for that one clap. How many of you know, how many of you know when you were born, how many of you were born in this room? Some of you are like, was I born? Is this such a question? (laughs) Everyone was born, okay, just... Listen, let me throw it out there. Every one of you were given legs. Right? But ain't one baby come out of their mother's womb walking like, how you like me now, mama? <laughs> ain't never happened in the history of this world. If it did, that's really freaky. You know what I'm saying? You, you were given legs, but it took time. Someone shout, a long time, a long time. to walk it out to pray. There, it took a long time of falling and getting up. It took a long time of listening to someone say, hey, come on, one more step. Hey, come on, come on, let's go. You can do it again. Hey, come on, come on, you can do it. You're such a good boy. You're such a good girl. Look at you, Michael Pizarro. You're such an amazing boy. You can do it. Never once has a mom and dad yelled their kid, you moron, you fell, you're, you're not my blood, you're not my genetics, get out, out of here, you terrible human being. Said no person when trying to teach their kids how to walk. And yet we think that's how God is when we fall in our walk. When God's looking at you, come on, Karen, get up again. Come on, come on, Jesse, you can do this again. Come on. Come on, man, no, no, you, you, you're going to get it this time. Oh, that was a lot further than it was last time. Oh, you're so good, Daniel. Look at your relationship, man. You're moving so far in your walk with me. Come on, you can do it. But it takes time to develop. Someone will shout, it takes time, it takes time to, develop to develop a relationship, a relationship with, Holy Spirit. with Holy Spirit. Can someone give God praise for that? Let that be revelation to your mind. This is important because here's the key. Here's here's such a key point. When you got saved, you were given Holy Spirit. When you were saved, you were given the Holy Spirit. But just like you were given legs at birth, they're just activated. Someone shut it takes time. And And if you're not careful... You're, you, you'll, be, you'll, become, you'll become a spiritual baby, getting mad because you're not walking. But someone shout, it takes time. It takes time, it takes time to w- understand that gift. Amen. I was just talking to one, uh, one, of, one of the um, seniors of our church, and they switched from an Android to an iPhone, and, it, and it's going to take time to learn the operating system. <laughs> someone shout, it takes time. It takes time to, to get that thing to, uh, to work the way you saw it work in someone else's life. It's going to take time for that thing to operate the way you saw it operate in someone else's life. It takes time. Yeah. 
You're just not going to get on stage and give a giving talk that's good enough to be a sermon message. It takes time to get on stage and be a worship leader and give a message where that seems so good, where it was pretty much pointless for me to come and preach to you. That takes time. And if you're not careful, here you are living life crawling when you should be walking, but you forsake God's time. And I will submit to you today, we got so many crawling Christians instead of walking Christians because you have failed to put yourself in the process allowing God to train you in his time. In his time. You listen to all these other things, all these other voices, all these other resources in order to cause you to walk out your marriage, cause you to walk out your gift. Cause you to walk in God's like, no, 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 stop listening to them. Listen to me because I'm the only way. I am the only truth. Now I'm the only one that can get you there on time. You see, see, who was it? Buddha, someone shot Buddha. Buddha, Buddha, he titled himself as a seek or as a truth seeker. Muhammad titled himself as a prophet of truth. But Jesus is the only one that says, I am the truth. I am the way. And most people, if we're not careful, we're looking at other avenues instead of the only one that can get us there in our life. You want a great marriage? You want to be able to grow a thriving business? You want to be able to grow in your faith? You want to be able to start that ministry that God has called you to do, then you need to submit yourself to the only one that can teach you, but you got to submit yourself to his time. To his time. Someone shot his time. You see, but it's hard to submit because, see, we get career and calling confused so many times. But career and calling are so different. Someone shot career. Someone shot calling. Your career is decided, but your calling is discovered. Career is natural, but your calling that God has on your life is supernatural, above and beyond. Your career can change based on the economics, based on a Democrat or Republican, but your calling does not change no matter what. Career is a platform, but calling is your purpose. And most people are investing into their career. Most people are sowing into their career. And that's why you're not producing anything out of your life. Because your calling can only be produced through intimacy where where that happens behind closed doors. Not in church. You see, I was was talking to a couple today. They met on a blind date. How many of you you know what a blind date is? Put your hands up. How many of you have ever been on a blind date? Where they're online, family, friends? All right. Isn't that one of the most awkward moments of your life? It's so awkward. Like, where do we start? What do we say? What do we do? You see, every Sunday, that's me. I'm like that crazy mom, a crazy daddy. I'm trying to set all you on a blind date with Jesus. I'm trying to set all you on a blind date with Holy Spirit. And you're like, man, Holy Spirit is weird. Holy Spirit ain't weird. Holy Spirit's wild. You just don't know him yet. He's wild. He is, he, he is amazing. He's breathtaking. There is nothing on this earth that, that, that can source you, fill you, sustain you like Holy Spirit. Someone shout Holy Spirit. But don't confuse Holy Scriptures with Holy Spirit. It's God the Father, God the Son, not God the Holy Scriptures. It's God the Holy Spirit. And if you're not careful, you'll put more investment into the Bible and not put investment with a relationship with Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Preach, Pastor Mark. Preach, Pastor If knowing the Bible was all you needed, if knowledge is God's answer in order for a revelation of the heavenlies, of spiritual warfare, who knew the Bible more than anyone in the Bible other than Jesus? The Pharisees. And they killed the presence. And if you're not careful, you will kill the very presence of God that is wanting to build a relationship with you right now. Right now. But what are you eating? Because whatever you eat from, you'll be filled by. But you will only focus on what you're filled with. Hello? That's why most of us only focus on buying a new gun, trying to go hunt, try to, you know, sports. Because we are filled with the flesh instead of being filled with the spirit. Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter, Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says this. Can y'all pull it up in the back? Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says this. When I walk in the spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When I walk in the Holy Spirit, I won't fulfill the lust or the sinful cravers of the flesh. Here's, here's what it's not saying. It's not saying if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, lust will never come after you. What it is saying is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it won't overcome you. Lust is going to attack you no matter what, man. Woman, unfortunately, you're cute. Get over it. And you're going to track every deadbeat that wants to eat of that, but the wrong way. But recognize that your gift is a platform for your purpose to shine for God. Amen. See, even your beauty is an asset before God. Look at, look at Queen Esther. Why in the world did she get in her position? Why in the world did she even get that platform? It's because she was so stinking gorgeous. King Xerxes sent out a decree over all his, over all, over all his region, trying to find the most beautiful wife in order to replace Queen Vashti, who he caused to exit out of her life. And it was her beauty that placed her on that platform. But being queen was not about, was not just about this career of like, wow, now, now, now I'm from the bottom, I made it from the bottom, now I'm here. That wasn't the point. Why does God give you a platform? Why does God answer, what, what is the point of answering the call of God on our life? Why do we answer that? It's because that is the request of a cry of another generation. And God's so fit to use you as an ambassador, as a light to be placed and shine in a dark place. That's why God gifts you. That's why God blesses you. That's why God gives you a platform. That's why God gives you influence. That's why God placed you as a police officer. God placed you in the baseball field. God placed you in that group home. And so you can use that platform in order for God's purpose on earth. (laughs) With With Queen Esther's good looks, it wasn't just about, you know, being number one in all the pageants. That wasn't her purpose. Look at all these trophies of all, of all the pageants I've won all across North America. That wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose of her beauty. Mordecai would come up to Queen Esther and say, Queen Esther, there is an issue going on with God's people. 
They're dying. They're about to die. Literally, there is a guy, Haman, he's trying to annihilate. He's trying to make a genocide of all God's people. Esther, wake up. Esther, wake up. God puts you here for such a time as this. God puts you on that platform for such a time as this. God placed that gift on your life for such a time as this. God puts you in that place for such a time as this. This and why is that to fulfill his purpose? But if you're not if you're not careful, when am I gonna get my platform? When, when's it gonna be my time? Oh, when are they gonna honor me? That that's the root of selfishness. You're you're eating from the wrong tree. And that's why instead of being nourished, everything in your life is being poisoned from the inside out of your own life. But God's grace and mercy is here to wake us up this morning and say, I am the truth. I am the way and I am the life. And anyone who eats of me, anyone who drinks of me, anyone who comes after me will never go wanting any day of their life after that. But you got to know the Holy Spirit. How do I know the Holy Spirit? I talk to the Holy Spirit. How do I develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit? You got to focus on the Holy Spirit. Number one, you got to know Him. Number two, you got to focus on Him. Stop focusing on running this race in regards to the rat race of North America and run this race after God's purpose, protecting everything that He has placed on. Can, I wonder what would happen if there was a generation that would, like Scott, holding his cup, hold purity. I wonder what would happen if, if you would protect your cup and protect honor, protect unity. Eating that kind of fruit, love, joy, patience, self-control. Someone shout self-control. Self-control. Everybody, please stand. Will you just place your hand over your heart? Say, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Nourish me. The only way way. your Holy Spirit can. And give me self-control. When I was addicted to pornography for so many years, we got a lot of new people just to give you somewhat of an idea of what this, this crazy battle of, of oppression over my life. I was introduced to pornography at the age of seven by my cousin. Struggled all the way up. I've been delivered from that for four years. I've been in full-time ministry for 15 For the first 11 years of dealing with pornography, you know what? You know what I always did? I always tried to fix my issues. I put up so many guardrails. I put up so many systems. Man, I don't know how many electric collars in the spirit I had on my neck. <laughs> I told, told my previous pastor who I was full t- serving full-time under. And it's like, even though I put all these measures out in order to work on my issue, it seemed like I would go for, from time to time walking pure only to 
one month, six months, one year to fall back into that problem of pornography again. And I didn't realize that it was in a moment four years ago where I would be in God's presence. And I remember being honest and genuine with God in the secret place where it was just me and him. And I told God, God, I love pornography more than I love you. I don't know how to get out of this. And it was something in that moment where I realized that the moment I stopped trying to fix my issues, it was in that moment where I started working on intimacy, everything changed. Because breakthrough is only birth through intimacy. Your breakthrough will only be birth through intimacy with you and God alone. Some of you have made prophetic words your, your husband and your bride. Some of you have made gifts your husband and your bride. And God is saying, divorce from these things today and build an authentic, real relationship with me right now. If you will love me with your whole heart, if you will come after me with all you have, if you will surrender all that you are. You see, here's the thing that you got to realize. In order to have salvation, it takes faith. In order to have the, the Holy Spirit have all of you, it takes total surrender. There's a lot of baby Christians crawling in life, but God's like, I want to speak to that ailment of your life and cause you to walk. I want to speak to those bro- that broken place in your life because that is what I placed in your life for you to walk and stand and give me praise in I didn't realize the pornography would be the broken legs that God would make come alive and I would praise God forever for his breakthrough power in my life. And God has wanted to do that in your life. In order to know God in your life, you have to allow God in your life. In order to know God to be that chain-breaking Savior, in order to know God as being that liberator and redeemer, in order to know God as the one who can breathe life into what seems to be a dead marriage, you have to allow God in. You have to focus on God there. And as you do, God will breathe life into a dead situation like he did that lame man. You were once lame when you came, but you will go out leaping and walking when you leave out. But God says, today is the day of salvation. Today, everybody, please stand. Every young people, please. Every, everyone keep, everyone sit down, please. Every young person stand right now. Every young person keep standing. So you're old, all of you are old? Okay, whatever. Age is relative, less than my check. Age is relative. See, even now, you, can't, you don't even believe you're mature in God. Even now, you believe that you're young in the faith, not strong in the Lord. And because of that, your mind is causing you to be lame and sick. But God is saying, I want, you to stand, I want you to stand tall in praise and worship. 5,000 people gave their life to the Lord because one man went from lame 
being lame all his life, all he did was jump, start running, and praising God. And through that one testimony, 5,000 people gave their life to the Lord because one person did not sit back and be idle. No, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to be courageous. I'm in love with the King of Kings. I'm in love with my Savior, the only one that can save, the only one that can heal, the only one that can fill. And when he fills, my life will never run dry. My life will never run dry. Every young person, your time is not next. Your time is now. Someone shout, I'm not the next generation. I'm the now generation. In order, every time you speak next, you give power to the enemy to make you sit down. You are now. That person was lame his entire life. No formal education, no seminary degree, and his one testimony wrecked the world. You, we, have more than, we have more than one person in this place. We can, we can wreck the universe in the, for the glory of God. But you've got to understand that what is in you is not owned by you, but by him. Because my life is not my own. Galatians 2.20, for I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the one who gave his life as a ransom for me. How many of you want to be a world changer, a planet shaker, a city taker? Stop working out your issues and start living an intimate life with Jesus. And by default, you will produce every gift of the Spirit. You know, you know when I'm patient and someone's like, wow, Pastor Mark, I can't believe you, you, that you acted that way. Man, you're real patient. I would love to say, well, glory to God, I, I worked hard on that, Pastor Dylan. No, Christ in me, the hope of glory did that. I, as long as I stay connected to Jesus, he works everything for me. But if you keep working everything out in your life, then he's just looking at you and me, desiring, waiting for you allow me in in order for your life to know my life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Jesus, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you, God, that you are calling your bride. You, your word says that we are your bride and you are the husband. You're bringing us back, God, to an intimate relationship with you again. Where we're not, we're not just a friend of God. No, we are your bride. Where your rela the relationship I have with you is not equal to all the relationships around me and you. No, you are above and beyond everything in my life. My time, my talent, my treasures, prove it, God, and how I've been investing and sowing every day of my life. And so, Father God, thank you for calling every man and this woman, God, to a deeper place in you. Thank you, God, that you're transitioning us from just career to our calling. You're calling us from just being a friend to being married. You're calling us from, God, just being selfish to being by your Holy Spirit. 
And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, you would say, I have been sowing the wrong seed. I have been watering the wrong plant. I have only been met in my life by the wrong fruit, and I have been left disappointed. But I want to leave this place filled with God. I want to leave this place renewed in his spirit. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord with every head bowed and every eye closed. Will you just raise your hand? This is what I want. This is my desire. Thank you for that hand. 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 Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Can we all say this prayer for like the 19 people that I can count that raise their hand? Jesus, I love you so much. And I thank you. You take me as I am. But you won't leave me there. You have so much more in store for my life. If I just stay connected to you. So Lord, I ignore my issues. And I only focus on you. Help me to love you more. Help me to develop my secret place where it is me and you and no one else. Not my parents, not my pastors, not my church. Thank you for all of them. But I want you. And I choose today to serve you, to love you, to focus on you, and to know you more than ever, more than anyone else than I know in my life. Can somebody give God praise for the people whose life was changed this morning? Come on. Can we praise God? Can we cheer God? Can we honor God for the miracle that took place today? Amen.